some believers experience like really low moments and others don't. But for me, like I, I think the Lord knew I needed that. Mm. And so that was like the end of myself. I think okay. I had always kind of put my worth in what guys thought of me growing mm. up. And I didn't really recognize that until for the first time somebody broke my heart. Okay. And I was like, wow, I've been putting my identity in this. And I was just mm. on rock bottom at that time. So that was really when the Lord just like took over my life and really showed me what an intimate walk with him was like. And just like my absolute need for Jesus came at that point. And that's, I would say that was the moment when it's just never looked the same. Welcome to this week's episode of the His Hill Podcast. My name is Kelly Darty, and I'm your host. I have with me today uh, as a guest, Jewel Patterson. Jewel is one of the staff wives here. She uh, was a, a student at Capernary Harbor, and she worked here uh, on summer staff for a couple of years, I think it was. I know that we worked at least one summer together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, now she's married to Connor, who uh, you've heard several times on the podcast. He's uh, been interviewed, and he's taken part in roundtable discussions as well as given devotions from history. Um, so I thought it'd be uh, a good idea to give Jewel a chance to come in and just uh, share with us her story and, and how she came to Christ, what the Lord's doing in her heart, what it's like to be a staff wife. And uh, so, Jewel, welcome here. Thank you, Kelly. It's great to be here. I appreciate you spending the time, and I know you're busy because <laughs> you have all these kids and, <laughs> yes. and, and, and other responsibilities, but, mm-hmm. uh, but you've been able to take some time out, and I appreciate that. Yes. Thanks. So, Jewel, uh, now was I right? It was Cape Henry Harbor, right? Yes, it was Cape Henry Harbor. When were you a student there? I was a student, I think it was back in 2011. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 10, 2011. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 10 and 11, and then you were here for the summer right after that, right? I was, Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you do another summer? I did three summers in a row, oh, you and did. then I took one summer off, and then I was on staff. So okay. I just missed one summer. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. uh, and now your husband's in charge of summer camp. He is. He's he's doing great. Yeah, I mean, he it, is. It was funny when we first came on staff, and he was the assistant camp director, and he did not want to to do camp and he was just like Uh i'm not going to do this and then all of a sudden when he switched to camp director it was just like he want he just did so well in it Mm. and it's been fun watching him thrive that's great Mm -hmm. and he does do a good job i think he does a great job um now your year of bible school um what was that like man okay so um Yeah. When I went to Bible school, I had just come, I guess a little bit of a background. I had just come from, um, a year of, of high school where I basically was just like, I knew I wanted to be a Christian. I had accepted the Lord when I was like nine, I think. Um, and yeah, I knew in the long run I wanted to be a believer and walk the Christian life, but I just wanted a year of fun basically Mm. before then. And so (laughs) I kind of went a little wild my senior year of high school and into that summer, literally leaning up to Bible school. And Mm. I had signed up to go. And I think it was more, I kind of wanted to get out of the house and um, just travel a little bit. And, um, and so I, Again, I was just not making kind of stupid choices right up until like literally the day I left. Um, and so, yeah, it was, I think 
getting there, I, um, you know, I remember this moment where I was running, um, it's, you know, beautiful on the island and I had made it to my destination and it was so beautiful and it was just like, I felt like I wanted to rededicate my life to the Lord. Um, and so I did. And yet in that moment, there was like a still small voice that asked me to surrender a few really small things. And I just, I just couldn't do it. I just, I didn't, I kind of shoved it off as thinking like, ah, this probably isn't the Lord looking back now. It definitely, you know, was, and the enemy is always out for us. But yeah, I think because of that, um, just my not willingness to really surrender my life, um, I really didn't, I kind of stalled like all throughout my year of Bible school. I really didn't learn a lot. And I think it was because of that. Thankfully, the Lord is good and gracious. So at the very end of that year, um, he gave me another opportunity and he asked me to surrender a few things. One of them being coming to his hill. Okay. (laughs) And, um, and you know, I really wasn't a kid's person. And so the idea of going to a summer camp was not up my alley. Of course, the idea of working as a volunteer without pay <laughs> is not either up my alley. So it was a it was a big one for me to um, to obey that that nudging and that calling. And so, yeah, coming. It was really when I came here that my walk with the Lord kind of took off, probably because of just my willingness to be, obey Him and surrender. Okay. okay. So, when was it that you became a believer? Yeah, I I would say um, when I was nine okay. is when it is when I accepted the Lord in my heart, and I it was you know I come from a very loving family of my parents loved Jesus, and so it was a conversation I had with my dad, I believe, um, and I remember being excited about that, and most of my life growing up was pretty easy, very few challenges, and so um, yeah, I just think. It was just like in my high school years where I was like, I don't mm-hmm. like, I kind of, I, I know in the long run I want to be a believer, but right now I just kind of want to live for myself. Okay. So yeah. you were a believer and you understood what that meant, mm-hmm. but you were struggling with the, 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 the commitment or mm-hmm. the abiding Absolutely. And, and living the life yeah. that, okay. And yeah. Surrendering everything. I was just like, I just, I think I just didn't believe that his way was going to be better than mine. I had, I, I'm a dreamer by personality. And so, Mm. you know, when you have all of these dreams and you're excited about them, it's really just tough to, to lay them on the table. Mm. So that's kind of the story of my life, to be honest, is learning to surrender. All right. Yeah. So now you're Canadian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, and then we, when I was 16, we moved a little bit outside of, okay. of that. But and you have, uh, you come from a large family. I do. Yeah. There's seven of us. Okay. And it was, it's funny growing up. I did not like being from a big family. I mm. think it was mostly again, selfish reasons. I didn't get to do all the things I dreamed of doing, um, just because it was, you know, difficult for my parents to take us to all the games and just do all the things. And so I think I didn't love it growing up. And then, but now, I mean, my siblings are my best friends. Oh. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Okay, now you came to his hill. I came to his hill. To work Mm -hmm. in the summer. And that's that's when I met you. Did you work on the tower? 
No, I okay. was a lifeguard. That's right. Mm-hmm. But I remember you being at the tower a lot. So you must hmm. have had must have had a friend there or something. I Anna May. Shout out okay. to Anna May Stern. Probably okay. her. All right. <laughs> yeah. So what was that summer like? Because this was about yeah. the time that you said, you know, there was a spiritual awakening. Yeah. What 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 was I mean that summer's a pretty intense thing it for is. for the summer staff. <laughs> yes. You know, it, it's 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 physically draining, it's yeah. mentally draining, and it's spiritually draining. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting place to totally. be and to and to be, you know, for, for you and what mm-hmm. you're saying is that this was the time where you yeah. kind of came to life in, yeah. in Christ. So what was that summer like? Yeah. Um, so I think a lot during my Bible school year, a lot of the things that I had learned, they were good head knowledge stuff. And so it was it was mainly like being in a you know, maybe it was one of the first times I experienced hardship. Because <laughs> mm. um, again, it was like camp was not my scene in terms mm-hmm. of being with kids. It just wasn't. And so I just remember that first week of camp. I mean, bawling my eyes out. I couldn't mm. stop myself. It was all the time I was crying. Um, it was just so hard for me. And so maybe it was just that hardship that like really drew me to the Lord and kind of put those things that I had learned and made me realize like, okay, like I really like need these things. I need, I need Jesus. Right. And I think most of my life, it was pretty easy growing up. So may have been just the first time I needed Jesus. Um, You know, that's interesting. Jerry Benjamin, one of our guest speakers mm -hmm. once said that the the only thing we need is Jesus. The problem is we don't realize he's the only thing we need until he's the only thing we have. Totally. And so, you know, those those times that we dread so much are actually the things that, that the Lord can bring about the most profit in our life. Right. And, and I think that summer, so that is, and you probably were going to ask this anyway, but that is the summer I met Connor. Okay. And so, um, I think like once I met Connor, um, you know, you're in feeling in love and Mm -hmm. all the, you know, good giddy feelings are coming in and, and if that's well and good and, it, it may have stalled me a little bit as well, just okay. because it was kind of going back to like, oh, like this is easier again. And, and, and not that I wasn't pursuing the Lord at that point, but it really was, it really wasn't till, um, yeah, the summer was kind of the start of that. And then it really wasn't till, so no, the November, the Thanksgiving conference after summer camp. Okay. So you came back. I came. So Connor and I, after summer camp, we kind of kept talking and then that um, Thanksgiving conference, Connor invited me to come out. We weren't official yet, but we were like basically official. And I was <clears throat> head over heels for him. And he ended things with me during that time. Oh, really? He did. So yes. he invited you. He invited me and then he ended. So he could end it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that sweet? Oh, that is interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, but... You know, fair to him. He did not know that he was going to do that <laughs> when he invited me out. <laughs> okay. um, so, yeah, but it really was actually at that moment. You know, I know that some believers experience like really low moments and others don't. But for me, like I, I think the Lord knew I needed that. Mm. And so that was like the end of myself. I think okay. I had always kind of put my worth in what guys thought of me growing mm. up. And I didn't really recognize that until for the first time somebody broke my heart. Okay. And I was like, wow, I've been putting my identity in this. And I was just mm. on rock bottom at that time. So that was really when the Lord just like took over my life and really 
showed me what an intimate walk with him was like. And just like my absolute need for Jesus came at that point. And that's, I would say that was the moment when it's just never looked the same. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So talk, can can you explain more of that? What was the Lord doing? Like, well, what was this journey like, Yeah, you know, being brought, you know, that being devastated, brought to the end of yourself. What, what was the Lord doing in your heart with this? Yeah. So, um, I think, yeah, so I came back after that and, um, I was working for my dad, um, who has a steel manufacturing company. And so I was more, more so just in the front office, um, pretty boring job for me working at a computer, Mm. um, just, yeah, filing, just doing random odd jobs. And there were just like, really like so many moments where I just remember being, just face down on the dirty bathroom floor, just bawling my eyes oh, out wow. or, you know, I just was, I was really heartbroken. And, but I, I knew that my identity was being built up in Christ. And for me, it was thinking through like, um, Hosea, I think it's chapter two, um, when God takes Israel or sorry, the, um, the picture of, bringing them into the, into the wilderness, into the desert and kind of like stripping them, showing their shame. Um, that's what it kind of felt like. And then, and then him taking me and, and then building me back up in, in him and showing my identity was in him and no longer calling him Ishi, but Bali, which is like no longer master, but husband. Um, that to me, that, that passage was huge for okay. me. Um, just, yeah, feeling like the Lord was just stripping me of my false identity wow. and building me back up in him. And I just felt so, I remember feeling so like excited about this new identity that I mm. had. And I, I felt so like I was worth so much. Okay. And I think one of the things that led me to come back to his hill at, for camp was just realizing that there's so many other girls that feel this way okay. where hmm. they've put their worth in, in guys perhaps or something else. But, um, and I just was excited to, um, yeah, f- like Lord use me. Like if this is like that you've done this work in me, um, use me with other women who've struggled with this that I might, just show them Christ in this. And so that's why I came back. Um, cause again, like camp wasn't really my thing, but I was so excited to come back mm. and just really share that message with the girls. Isn't that interesting? When, when Christ becomes your life, the, the things you do are become not, they, they be, don't, they become not so important. Mm. Mm-hmm. as much as mm-hmm. as being with him in 100%. the things that you're doing yeah 100%. and so what was the second summer like then you know with a, a different yeah. perspective <laughs> totally. on life really well it's it was funny because i think it was like oh man a few like a month or two maybe three months i'm not sure before summer started i got wind that connor was coming back <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, no, Lord, <laughs> why? <laughs> I was so upset because I think I I still liked him. Yeah. And um, and it just felt like the Lord was just like rubbing this wound. Like, mm. you're going to go back and he's going to be there. And you're 
gonna feel it the whole summer. And I was like, you know what? Okay. If this is how the Lord is going to use me, where I'm going to be in the very presence of hurt. And like, maybe that is going to be my biggest testimony to these girls is being in the middle of it. (laughs) Thankfully it was like, I think like a few weeks before I left where I really like surrendered Connor and I was like, okay, God, (laughs) Mm. I, I'm going to be okay if, if I don't end up with him. So, I mean, the first week of summer was just, um, quite comical. Um, I, I was, you know, in my new state of mind, I was like, okay, like, and like, I'm a pretty prideful person. Most people are, but I'm pretty prideful. And I remember my mom right before I left, she was like, Jewel, honey, I know you're not going to want to talk to Connor, but you should at least be friends with him. And I was like, mom, like, come on. Like, you like him more than you like me. I know you do. <laughs> and, um, and so with my mom's words in mind, I at least talked to Connor okay. that like, I just like very, was pretty, you know, um, off standish about it. But anyways, um, Connor, was really apparently into me still. And so, and I had no idea. And, um, and so the, after that first week he pulled me aside and he was like, Jewel, I have to talk to you. And so we talked and, you know, I like poured out my heart to him and was like, Hey, like, I really, really liked you. I'm over you though. Thank you for breaking up with me. The Lord has done all this in my heart. And Connor, was like Jewel, like I still like you, and um, I totally understand if like you don't want me to pursue you, but if you let me, I want to pursue you. So my life did like a one eighty wow. in that moment. Um, was not expecting that from him, and I think at first I was like, I mean, I was just taken back, but um, but I was willing to be friends with him and and at least try being friends, and so it was pretty easy for him to gain back my trust. I think that was the biggest thing for me because at the end of the day, I knew that he loved the Lord more than he loved me. Mm. And so it was like, you really aren't, you know, there's not really trust you're needing to gain back. It was, it was a really sweet summer. Um, well, that, that sounds like this is a completely different kind of relationship than you've ever experienced oh, before. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes. Now, now that's, that, that's really interesting because, you know, by your own words, you weren't really in a place before to to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. and and now it's funny that now that you the lord has you in a place Mm -hmm. to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. it's not because you're about the person you're in the relationship with nor is he the same with you Mm -hmm. that's really interesting Mm -hmm. yes i was not expecting it and i didn't i didn't need it like Mm -hmm. i just i i had the lord and i was i really wasn't asking for a relationship at all so yeah came when i didn't expect it um and I mean, that summer was, was amazing. Like I was able to, like have the heart for the girls and I wasn't <laughs> working from a, pra- a place of brokenness, which was, which was nice, yeah, but yeah. the Lord can use that too. So. Well, good. Yeah. Okay. So now I know the listeners are going to want to hear you finish this. <laughs> so, there, sure. so how, how did the two of you end yeah, up getting together yeah. then? Yeah. So the end of that summer, um, Connor asked if he could come out to to Manitoba. Um, and cause I just was pretty big on having my dad's blessing. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> so he came down and I mean, my mom 
specifically, like she'd never met Connor, but from day one, I mean, she just loved him. Um, and so, yeah, my, my family just all meshed really, really well with Connor. And, um, so we started dating officially at the end of that summer. Okay. So you didn't start dating till the end of summer. We didn't. And that was hard for sure. Like Mm -hmm. that was definitely had its challenges. Sure. Um, but it was, it was good. Um, good timing. And, and I think for us, I mean, I was, he was heading to CIU to do Bible teaching and I was heading to the U of M to do kinesiology. And, um, and if you're going to be long, like if you're going to be in a relationship for a few years before you get married, I think long distance is great. (laughs) It just kind of slows things down (laughs) a little bit. So, I mean, we, we only did two years. Some people do a lot longer than that, mm-hmm. but we did two years of long distance and I loved it. I mean, it's mm. like so contrary to what most people say. What did you love about it? You know, I think part of it's just my personality. I, um, I love missing people. <laughs> it okay. sounds weird. I love missing people. And there's just this anticipation of like, oh, when is he going to come next? I'm going to get to see him next. And I'm also very independent. And so it was kind of nice having my own space mm-hmm. um, while I'm able to navigate this relationship. But yeah, I, I remember the beginning of that re- relationship long distance. The Lord was just like, Jewel, like, I know everyone says it sucks, but I'm going to have you write down all the things that you love about it and, or that are going to be good about it. And I mean, there was so many like communication, um, was a really big one and yeah, getting to, you know, miss them. And, um, I forget honestly a lot of them, but I, that was a really, really sweet two years of long distance. And I loved being at the U of M, which is a secular university. And I grew such a heart for just the non-believers that were there. Mm. And it really like, I really thought that that's where my life was going to like be headed was towards just being in a secular kind of uh, job. Okay. Um, just being a light in that. And so um, when Connor proposed to me, um, two years later, um, he was like, after he proposed, he was like, Hey, by the way, I accepted a job for us at his hill, (laughs) (laughs) which was mostly because the reason he didn't tell me is just because I love surprises. And so I didn't want him to tell me anything about like when he was going to propose. And so he was super stressed out talking to my parents, trying to figure out like, how am I going (laughs) to accept this job? Because Charlie had called him and really wanted us both on staff. Um, and, and funny enough, Charlie also who, you know, Charlie tries to be discreet. Maybe, I don't know. He calls me one day and he's like, (laughs) you know, trying not to give away the fact that Connor's about to propose to me, but I was clueless. Like, and he offers me this job to come to his hill. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm sorry. Like Connor and I are just dating. Like I'm not going to come to his hill with Connor. Like <laughs> that's ridiculous. And then he's like, yeah, but like if you guys got married and I was like, Charlie, what are you saying? Oh my goodness. So, um, at, it was maybe good that he prepared me cause I was so clueless. And so when Connor proposed, I was like a little bit prepared. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, um, so that was surprising and I definitely had to surrender 
the mm. idea of coming to, on to vocational ministry okay. at first, for All sure. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a real theme here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> There's, you know, the Lord constantly brings you to this point yeah. of needing to surrender yes. to what He has. Yeah, I think I'm such a dreamer. I mm. just like I have all these big ideas, and at the end of the day, like the Lord just knows me better than I know myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you guys uh, ended up getting engaged. Mm-hmm. When did you get married? It was the summer of 2014, so in August. Okay. So that one summer that we missed was yeah, the summer we were engaged. That's right. That mm-hmm. was that was Arlene and my last summer. Okay, here. right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that was we, when all the staff was like kind of changing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we moved right after camp, and then yeah. you guys moved in. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, you guys yeah. were, I think, in like the, the next week or something like that. I mean, it's so crazy for me to think back at that time and how it's like the Lord moves some people out and then some people mm-hmm. in. I remember thinking about that and just, yeah, it was it was a sweet thought to mm-hmm. realize like the Lord just knows what he's doing with everybody. Yeah, isn't mm-hmm. that interesting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, you guys came on staff. Yeah. Now, you were, you actually had... Um, uh, a, a position on staff yes, when you first got here. What was your job? So I was supposed to take over camp secretary. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm being from Canada. We were working on my green card stuff. And so I trained for the job for about a year. Mm-hmm. And then my visa got denied. <laughs> and then I trained somebody else for the job for about a year. And so I was doing it for about a year training and then training somebody else. So I never okay. actually took the job. <laughs> so the so plans got changed it on did. you again. They changed, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. And how that you know, what was that like? Yeah, you know, as soon as I came to his hill, I found out very quickly that the Lord had me here not for the work itself in the okay. in the office, but just like the heart that I grew for discipling women Mm -hmm. was just like, I had never known that kind of a desire before. Mm. Um, And so again, like, as I've said, as I've, you know, surrendered my life to the Lord, even in my, my desires and my passions, like, you know, it's like, Oh, like I want to be in a secular place. And I surrendered that. And then the Lord brought me here to a vocational ministry. And then it was like tenfold. He un, un, leashed this like desire to disciple. So Mm. it was very quickly that I realized that that's why I wanted to be here. And I was excited to be here for that reason. And Mm. so it really wasn't a big deal when it all fell through. Yeah. Great. (laughs) He'd already thankfully prepared me before then. (laughs) So you guys are newlyweds and you're thrown right into a discipleship ministry, Mm. which means uh, there's very little privacy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, and that's a, to, to me, that's an interesting time to have something like that happen. I mm. mean, you're newly married yeah. and there's all these people in your life, <laughs> yes. in your house, yep. <laughs> in your car, yeah. you know, everything mm. was, uh, was that difficult for you? You know, I actually did not, it was not difficult the first few years. I think the Lord really, um, there, I mean, I don't know, maybe because because Connor and did long distance for so long, and so we were just so excited to be together. <laughs> um, and I remember one of my prayers when we got married was that we would be able to essentially just like show Christ to the people around us. And I think there was a lot of marriages that I saw growing up that um, just were distasteful to me in terms of the love just felt really lost in Mm. the marriage and that spark felt lost. And so I just really desired like 
that relationship with Connor that resembled Christ in his church. And it, to me, it just was like, if if that's what God is like making marriage a resemblance of, then like it has to be more than these marriages that I've seen. And so one of my prayers was that we'd be able to, of course, like do that, but then also be that light mm. for other people to see. And so the fact that like 50 students come in and out every year is a hundred percent answer to that prayer. Hmm. Obviously like marriage isn't easy and you go through ups and downs, but, um, but it's been sweet to see the Lord working in that. For me, I feel like it was harder after the first, I think it was like three years, maybe I started to get a little bit sick. Um, and, and, and it was nothing serious. It was just like constant fatigue and internal stuff that was going on. And so that was probably like Connor and I almost left at that point Mm. um, because of me and just, I wasn't doing well. So that was a tough time, um, but never because of privacy issues. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then what are, you know, what are the ups and downs for you at, you know, being here on staff? Yeah. Um, You know, I think right now the the biggest down that I've seen um, that's hard for me is being myself because I am in a place where um, I'm in a place of leadership and it's um, a Bible school and people are looking at me. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard for me to really just let go and be myself because I'm just worried about what other people are thinking. Um, having kids has been helpful to actually bring that full circle, mm-hmm. um, because you can't really be too faced around your kids. <laughs> um, and so that's probably been more a harder thing. Another thing would maybe be just like the time, like when you're in ministry, you're just working, like you're never completely off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so not really feeling like I could necessarily have it's like I just felt very selfish of Connor's time specifically Mm. um like I just I want him to be with me all the time and I don't want you know to always share him and so I guess that aspect of privacy maybe wouldn't be a difficult challenge which is a real big struggle I would think during summer yeah oh yeah summer it's hard for sure and I think when I was doing like camp secretary stuff we were kind of working together and so that was a little bit different maybe which is why it wasn't as difficult but yeah once especially once I started having kids that became more challenging um is not having him around as much and he is a one-track minded person and so it is difficult for him too to you know have his mind at home and in, in the ministry and so I think what we're really excited for and Actually, somebody within Torchbearers told us this when we were struggling a lot with um, that was that you can take two different mindsets when you're in vocational ministry. When it comes with family, you can either try to segregate it and have like, this is my ministry and this is my family time and separate it. Or you can blend it Mm. and you can do everything together. And for us, blending it has been everything. It's been so helpful obviously like we still need, you know, we still take time, you know, just the two of us, but, um, and just with our family, but for the most part, we try to do ministry together and that's been really helpful. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, being a mom, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's what? What's it like being a mom? Okay. And I watched Arlene with this, yeah. so mm-hmm. I know some things, mm-hmm. but I want you to be able to, to explain it yourself. What's it like being a mom mm-hmm. and being on staff, you know, with the yeah. responsibilities that come with that, um, and, and just having, you know, all these people always <laughs> around your kids? Yes. You know, what's, what's that like? Man, well, Kelly, I mean, First and foremost, you should know that being a mom was never my dream. That okay. was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like at the bottom of the list. Um, and so that was like a huge, like just being a mom in general was like a huge, probably my biggest thing to surrender when I got pregnant. And that wasn't until like four years after we were here. So, um, so, I mean, I was like in my own world that first nine months when I was pregnant with Brielle. Um, yeah, a lot of things that I had to work through and didn't really believe when people told me like, oh, it's so great. And I was like, ah, you're lying. I know you're <laughs> lying. And, you know, um, <laughs> the last, I think it was the last month of that pregnancy. And I get really sick during my pregnancy. So it's like also a physical um yeah, hardship for me. But the last month of that pregnancy, the Lord was just like, Jewel, I need you to believe truth right now. It says in the Bible that children are a blessing. I need you to believe that that's true. Mm. Instead of um, what you're hearing and and what your body thinks and what your head thinks and your heart. And so um, I did. I just was, I believed it. And sure enough, when Brielle was born, I mean, I was on cloud nine Mm. for, you know, the next seven months and then I got pregnant again and then I got sick again <laughs> and then we do that cycle three times. So, um, yeah, I think having, you know, having kids, I mean, it's obviously changed my world, but it's, it's sh- like, it is shocking to me that I can sit in front of you today and tell you that m- being a mom has become my biggest dream. Like mm-hmm. that is, definitely my biggest surrender and just the biggest thing that the Lord has just like, it's been such a blessing to Mm me. And I think it was actually when Brielle was born, our first daughter, that Connor and I realized how much we wanted to be at his hill. Um, Because, I mean, there was multiple things that happened in a short span of time. Um, But, you know, bring I think raising your kids in a place like torchbearers is is very safe um mm-hmm. there's so many you know it's like mom and dad can love Jesus but all these cool teenagers love Jesus I mean that is really special yeah. and and already seeing how much every single year how much the students love our kids yeah. is just beyond blessing yeah and the Lord know, knew my capacity. I feel like I have a pretty low capacity as a mom, even though I'm obsessed with my kids. But I think like all the help that comes with being here and just how I can kind of do life with mm-hmm. these with these students is just so special. And especially because right before I, one of the things I had to work through is um, I felt like once I had kids, I wouldn't be able to disciple. I wouldn't be able to, okay. you know, do that anymore. And so I, I was so close to being like, Connor, we have to leave. We have to let somebody else come in mm. because these girls need discipleship during this time. This is a discipleship program. Like they need this and I won't be able to give it to them. And it was just so sweet how 
after she was born, it was like she, Brielle became a magnet to mm-hmm. where all these girls were, you know, now yeah. approaching me yeah. and wanted to hang out more. And it just, it became so easy to mm-hmm. just, I think girls become more comfortable when you kind of just do life with them first mm-hmm. anyway. And so, um, yeah, having kids here has been the best thing. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? Cause you know, thinking about our kids growing up here and watching staff kids mm-hmm. from all over the world, mm-hmm. you know, all <laughs> the centers, you know, you see the same thing where students are pouring into the life of your kids and complimenting, you know, what you're doing with your children. And, uh, it's, it's really, uh, an affirming thing. It's, it it is, it's a blessing for our kids to grow up in this atmosphere. And I think it's interesting too, that you say that, you know, the, the, the thing that you dreaded and had to surrender, the Mm -hmm. biggest surrender Mm -hmm. you said is, is also the very thing the Lord used to, to, to continue his his ministry in you yeah. in a way that you had not seen before no. yeah so you know it's, it's just interesting how we we do you know i think a lot of people can identify with what you're saying because we do there's so many things that come into our life that we struggle with yeah. not this lord yeah and but you know but it's the very thing we do need mm. you know and and truly we can say that god does cause all things to work together for good yes amen. and 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 then and then the next verse in romans there says that that good is conforming us to the image of his son so mm. which each which with each one of these things something that's <laughs> been consistent with what you've said is that you know the lord has shown himself mm-hmm. he's shown himself yeah. he's shown himself Absolutely. that's great mm-hmm. okay so you told us a little bit about the you know maybe the the, the lows yeah and and you have even given us some of the highs <laughs> yeah but is there anything in, in particular mm. that you'd like to share with what you know the highs of being on staff oh man yeah so i mean definitely the the um having people pour into my kids has probably been one of the highest things um other than that i think living in well living in community can have highs and lows um, in it for sure. But recently I've just, yeah, been really blessed by, you know, we're just constantly being taught scripture, even though I'm not sitting in classes, right? Mm -hmm. Like I just feel like with the students, they're constantly talking about it too. And so there's just, it's so, it, it, it would be really, um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm not even sure how to explain it, but it's just been so sweet to live in community okay. um, with everybody. And I think too, like for Connor, having him, you know, he, um, yeah, he didn't grow up in a Christian background. And mm-hmm. so it's been really special to see him in this kind of community too, um, and have those people in his life as mm. well. So I think just all around for all of us, just we feel very protected mm. um, from the Lord um, being here. And who knows, maybe one day he'll move us out. But right now, um, we're so excited to say that we're mm. here and we are and we want to be here long term. Like this is where we're at. This is where we feel the Lord has called us to. Um, and so we're just really excited for that. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. That, that It is special to to be a part of a community like mm-hmm. this. I know um, the college I graduated from uh, contacted me mm. um, after I had been here for a while and wanted to some input. They mm. wanted to start a one-year program like Torchbearers. 
And uh, they said, so what kind of input do you have for us? And I told them, you can't do it. <laughs> and you know, I'm sure they you know, <laughs> really appreciated that. And I explained to them, that, you know, you don't understand. The, the, the strength of Torchbearers is that it's a discipleship ministry. Mm. So we're small campuses. Yeah. And we can, we have an advantage with that mm. in that we can, you know, get to know the students. They're in our homes. Yes. Uh, you know, we're, we're, like you said, doing life with yeah. them. Mm-hmm. It's not just, uh, you know, we see them from, yeah. from nine to five type yeah. thing. And so, you know, it's, it's because of that, it's very intense, Yeah, you know, uh, because the, the relationships develop quickly mm-hmm. and deeply mm-hmm. and, you know, you're, you're in each other's business. Yeah in a positive way because right. you know that it's just so consistent like you know encouraging one another to christ yeah. like no you know like you said you need to surrender yeah. this you know and yeah. and what arlene used to tell the girls is that you need to give your yes to jesus mm-hmm. and it can be it can be pretty intense mm-hmm. so it goes way beyond what happens in the classroom totally and 100%. yeah it really does well, and most when, of the students will say that too yeah that a lot of their favorite times it's just life on life stuff yes mm-hmm. yeah you know the, the classroom is is good it's positive it's yeah. profitable but we come out of that chapel yeah and 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 then we we're really challenged now yeah. to live this. Yeah. And, you know, so it is, you know, for the students, there's nine months of this and, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it is an incredible opportunity. Yeah. I think maybe a, a little bit of a, maybe a snapshot of what heaven will be like. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. And I think a lot of people like argue, like this is a bubble. And no, like, I hate that. Yeah, you're all not that. in the real world. Yeah. And, and I, I get like, you know, there's an aspect of community that I'm with that, you know, not everybody is with, but something that Connor and I actually, we, we miss and that we wish that we could be a part of, which is a little bit harder here is, is being a part of a local church and really like thrive using that as your community. And I think that's somewhere that Connor and I have really struggled with, like, because we have a community here, um, is not being plugged into your local church. And really like if, you know, I think the dream for people who live outside of torchbearers is just being somewhere close to a church is ideal Mm -hmm. and being able to be in that kind of community and plugging in with each other and discipling each other. And, and so, you know, I think one of the harder parts of being here can be because you're so close knit and you're living and everybody sees every part of your life. It can be sometimes scary asking for advice Mm -hmm. for to, to somebody or finding, you know, somebody to get counseling with, you know, just because it's like, yeah, but they're like, they're so, they just know everything about me. They almost know too much, you know? Um, but I think it's just so special to be a part of something that, yeah, you're, su- you're in such tight community. People know you, people can call you out. Yeah. Um, and so I think, yeah, you can find that in a church. Sure. Mm-hmm. I know that's, you know, we were here for 23 years and leaving, that was, you know, then, then we were thrown mm. into that too. Okay, yeah. where, where do we find this? And then you find, oh, you know what? It's the church yeah. that that the Lord has, has given us. Yeah. Not his hill. Right. It's the church. Amen. Yeah. And, and so this is where we need to be. Yeah. And have found, you know, that that's, it's been a real blessing, yeah. you know, to, to be able to plug in. And hopefully that's what the students yes. are coming to realize. Right. When they leave here right. now. 
plug into the church. Plug into the church. Yeah, that's yeah. you know, plug into yes. the body of Christ Amen. and and be mm-hmm. active there. Yeah. So yeah. that's and that's good. And and certainly that you know because it's been so intense here, mm-hmm. there there often is a, a transition time. Oh, 100%. You know where they they have to make that that transition yeah. and understand that no this this is yeah this is where Great. this is where I need to be. Hundred percent. Well, that's good. Okay, so now. Uh, I really appreciate it that you've, you, you know, you, you've talked about how the, the Lord's worked in your heart, a real desire to disciple women. Mm-hmm. And so as we come toward the end of our, uh, of this, this episode, I, I'm just wondering, you know, let's, if, if a, a young, young girl walks into your house and um, she's, you know, what is it mm-hmm. that you want them to hear you? say and see you live mm. that um that that well, what is it what is mm. it that you would want to yeah yeah that's a good question i think um i <laughs> i really would just love people to see their need for jesus um mm-hmm. and when they come into our home specifically i mean my life is pretty chaotic right now with three littles um, three, three and under. And so I, they see me cry. I mean, they see me, um, laugh. They see me, they just see me go through. It's like a little snapshot of what a lot of people's emotions don't do in like a lifetime, right? They get to see that in such a short period of time. And, um, I'm, you know, and this is the same that's true for my kids is that just like, as I'm going through these emotions and I think women in general can be pretty emotional. And so just seeing, how we can go through circumstances in life and um, they can be hard, they can be good. And yet through all of that, you have a firm foundation and Mm -hmm. you have Jesus. And despite your emotions, what you're feeling, um, that you have truth. And like everybody as a believer or no, everybody who isn't even a believer. It's like we have these these coping mechanisms with you know emotions and how to deal with hardships and um, and as the believer, like we have Christ and and you're able, we are able to yes, like I want them to feel low. Like I think of the Psalms, I think of David going through like really hard things and his emotions are really low mm. and just. Him, you know, saying things like, God, where are you? Um, and then yet always at the end of that psalm, there's always like a a truth factor. It's like, but like you are yeah. good and you are God. Yeah. And I think as women, especially, there's just with all those emotions, again, this is true for men too, but I do mostly disciple women. Right, so right. um just having that truth of your feelings are just going to be wavering. And yet at the end of the day, you have Christ. Uh, I appreciate that. As you were talking about that, it just made me think of Paul saying for me to live as Christ. Yes. And that's, that's really what we want the students to understand. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be in a vocational ministry Mm -hmm. to be living the life of Christ. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, you can be in one and not be living the life of Christ. But, but really, you know, Paul said that as a prisoner, not as a preacher standing right. in a pulpit. Uh, and so, you know, I just think about this whole yeah. interview and what you've been talking about is, is you know, the Lord bringing you to this reality mm-hmm. that now for you uh, to be a mother, mm-hmm. to be a wife, mm-hmm. to be on staff mm-hmm. is Christ. 
Amen. And and really, that's what we want the students yeah. to, to see here and know yes. that wherever the Lord has us, yeah. whatever He unve- un- unveils before us, mm-hmm. uh, that's you know that's where we need to be because that's where He is, mm-hmm. and that's where His life will be made uh, made known yeah. and abundant to us. Well, and one of my favorite favorite things I think about all the time is when Paul and Silas were in prison and mm-hmm. they're praising, right? And I, to <laughs> me, that is just like. That's like my life goal is just to mm. be able to live in hardship and yet to be praising the Lord. And that 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 can be my truth and like these girls truth and my kids truth. It's like that's crazy mm. that you can live in a hard circumstance, but also know complete joy. And so mm. I'm excited for to be able to yeah keep on giving that message because I'm living in the thick of it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so. Well, praise the Lord. Yes. Well. Jewel, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. And thank, thank you for you, just, Kelly. you know, being open mm-hmm. and and uh, also for, you know, being clear that, you know, that life has its difficulties, yeah. but Christ is faithful in all of those things. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly, for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the His Hill podcast. You've been listening to our host, Kelly Doherty, along with Jewel Patterson. We hope you appreciate hearing from Jewel today and how God has worked in her life. Applications for the 2023-2024 Bible school year have been coming in since registration opened in November, and it looks like we'll have another full year come this fall. If you or someone you know is interested in applying for our Bible school program, please head on over to our website to get the application process rolling. We are thankful for those who have applied thus far and look forward to seeing who God will bring here in September. Thanks again for listening to the His Hill podcast today. Remember to keep your eyes fixed on Christ, alumni. He is our firm foundation, and with Him, we can stand secure. I'm Lizzie, and we'll see you next week.